Welcome to episode 143 of Both Down, the number one Blood Bowl podcast. From the land of Fox Hollow. Hello, Steve. Hollow. That's a Patriots reference. A what? Patriots? That's that's Foxborough, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, what's Fox Hollow? I guess you'll have to listen to the episode and find out. It's (laughs) called a... It's a teaser, Steve. Ooh. Anyways, I am Steve, a.k.a. Kilowoggy, and with me, as always, is Scott Prime. How's it going, Scott? Howdy, folks. Um, it's... Life's interesting. (laughs) Life's always interesting. (laughs) Uh, With teenagers and ex-wives and other... (laughs) I guess adults now, as Jennifer's son Parker is now eighteen. That's true. It's it is um, just interesting. Well, so. you know, as the ancient prophets used to say, you take the good, you take the bad, you take them both, and there you have. Um, okay. The facts of life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. It's true. Um, I'm doing pretty well. I'm adjusting to life in Ohio. Been traveling around, seeing stuff. I haven't, a lot of snow? I haven't left him. No, it's like the mildest um, winter they've had in a long time. However, yeah. I am lucky enough to be within a hundred mile radius of the giant um, explosion from the train derailment. So all the chlorine gas and chemicals that they're burning off are, you know, just wafting around in the air around here. So I'm sure that's great for me. Enjoy your cancer in seven years. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. So if I die because of that, um, yeah, screw Ohio. Uh, it tells you how much I watch TV or the news because I had no idea there was a train explosion or whatever you're talking about. Yeah, a uh, pretty big deal derailment um, and a lot of chemicals and giant fucking explosion. Just massive. And if you look at the pictures, it looks like storm clouds. No, it's just the smoke from the burning chemicals. Wow. A lot of people die? Uh, I don't know, actually. Hmm. I didn't look that deep into it. Well, that's terrible. Well, yeah, that's what happens when you defund necessary, you know, lines like train travel or, you know, safety commissions or stuff like that. Yeah. But whatever. I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I fight the part of like, um, you know, I, I'm just a uh, a free slave, <laughs> where I, you know, I'm still a slave to the world, and I think I'm free because I get to like, I get to choose how late I stay up and what I eat, mm-hmm. and yet, and yet, my choices keep getting smaller and smaller as my my paycheck stays the same and everything goes up. So it's, I'm telling you, I've. I've told people many times, I'll know when I have enough money when I go to the store and I just buy what I want instead of buying what's on sale. I will say, like, I'm not. I just started my job this last week, so I'm not at that level. I haven't even got my first paycheck yet. But just the fact of being able to go to the store and buy food has been nice. I will say that. Well, Actually, having a vehicle and being able to go to the store when I want and be like, oh, Food, I remember that. I like that. Well, you don't. You don't have to hide it anymore, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Um, so any any other updates from you? Because I know this episode 
either people will love or hate because I will be talking a lot <laughs> since um, you're not playing a lot of Blood Bowl right now or doing Blood Bowl things. No. Um, luckily, the new Blood Bowl game should be out by the end of the month. It looks like that's on track. We've seen a lot of trailers and they've been consistent with like a February 23rd release date, I believe. Um, are you going to get that? Do you know yet? What? Well, I don't know if you know... I don't know if I told the story here. Remember that awesome laptop computer I had that's, that uh, we used to do digital artwork on? And it was just like, uh, almost like a gamer laptop, you know, that um, the uh, family got gifted to them. Oh, yeah. Some, yeah. Yeah, well, somebody, a ghost in this house, dropped it or bent the screen or something because the screen is still messed up and i think i talked to you about this very many many months ago uh you probably forgot but um yeah nobody still claimed who damaged it or how they damaged it it just happened it's really weird that's how it happens yep and um i just haven't i don't know if it's going to cost me 50 bucks or 400 bucks to fix it, or even if it's fixable, I just haven't had the extra cash to, like, hey, I'll take it up there. I got extra $200 in case that's how much it costs. So that's where I'm at with that. So if I do get that fixed, I'm pretty sure that computer can run Blood Bowl 3, no problem. And I will at least dabble in it. I'm okay. not a big video game person anymore. Yeah. I know that makes me sound old. I just rather. I just rather waste my time playing with people in front of me if possible. <clears throat> I understand. I don't so. really. There was actually someone the other day I, I joined a chat for a game store that I haven't actually made it to yet. It's a little farther away. Um, but someone mentioned they play Blood Bowl there every once in a while. I'm like, cool. And someone put in the other day, like, hey, anyone want to play a Blood Bowl game before the big game this weekend? I was like, hey, yeah, I could probably do that on, because he said Friday or Saturday. And I'm like, I could probably do that Saturday. I don't think I have anything planned. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, I don't have any teams. And he goes, oh, I can't do it Saturday. It had to be Friday. I'm like, I'm busy. Okay. <laughs> so that's the extent of my <clears throat> Blood Bowl. It sounds like you might have three or four people to make a small league. And it's possible. Okay, well, but, it's, better than no, yeah. it's better than no Blood Bowl. We shall see. If I can play online, I'll just do that. So That's why I haven't I really you. pushed it much. And like I said, I don't have any of my teams here with me. I've got a Norse right. team I need to send off to get painted. And did I tell you about the Norse team? Like, my the Campbell Claymores? I don't know if I mentioned this on the podcast. Uh, we'll get to the cool. regular cool. podcast shortly, people. Um. So I was packing up everything to put in storage, and I was looking for the Claymores, and I'm like, they're not here. And I look, and I look, and you know me, everything's organized. Like, I do not lose anything. But they were not in the place they should have been. I'm like, well, there's only like two other places they could even be, and I look, and they're not there either. And I start freaking out, because I'm like, I don't lose things, and I especially this. I'm not going to lose this. This is my prize and pride and joy team. Uh, it took me about two days and then I messaged Scott Hess. I'm like, hey, do you have my team? He goes, yeah, man. I borrowed that from Oklahoma Bowl. I forgot to give it back. It's like... <sighs> <laughs> like, I haven't had them in nine months. 
or I, six months, but whatever it was, I don't know. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, so annoying. Well, so what we are going to talk about today is we're going to do some tournament talk without Steve. I mean, Steve will be here, but uh, New spirit, yeah. we're going to talk about some things, uh, past and future tournament talk. Uh, we got league, our league started. And so we got uh, just kind of an update on that. And uh, inside that league, we're going to talk some fluff for a team that I am playing. So we can get to some like fluffy goodness for you there. And then last, we're going to talk about Stunty. What's it good for? And uh, we'll go from there. So if you have nothing else to add up here. I do not. I say we just jump right into probably maybe long-winded tournament talk. It just depends how much, uh, <laughs> how much I talk or not talk. <laughs> okay. We will come back with the Scott Heavy episode shortly. And we have returned for Tournament Talk. We shall be talking about Texas Chainsaw Massacre. We are. Yes. We're gonna talk. <laughs> I think this was... The proper Jan- introduction to a very improper tournament. <laughs> uh, this was on January 14th. This was uh, a tournament that many months ago, Jason Campbell's running it, and... Drew reached out and goes, hey, you going to this tournament? And I was like, I have the kids that weekend, so probably not. And then, like, he messaged back, I went ahead and bought me, you, and Steve tickets. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so then I was like, okay, I got to try to find a way to go. And then Eve decided, like, I'm going to move away. And I hate all you guys. Pretty much. So That's he, exactly how it went. He moved away, so... I was able to change some weekends with my ex-wife with the kids. And then we decided to uh, ask Gary to come along and he took Steve's place and Gary was really happy to go. So me, Drew and Gary all went down to Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2023. Uh, This is a tournament that I think had the cutoff of 24 people. Sounds right. Due to space. And um, it was all for to raise some money for colon cancer. Um, I'm not sure. I mean, I know who there had it. I don't know if he wants the world to know. Um, Unfortunately, a lot of people. (laughs) Well, I I know that. But one of the people there for sure was, you know, had a battle with it for sure. Yeah. I I don't know if it's public knowledge, so I won't say that. But somebody there did experience it the year previously. Um, so this was just to raise some money for that, that cause you could have it. Everybody was forced to have a chainsaw on their team and it didn't, you, you got to decide as long as it was a person that you didn't add skills to. So you actually could put a chainsaw on your war dancer like Jason Campbell did when he made up a wood elf team for funds because he didn't think he was going to get to play, (laughs) but he had a team ready just in case. Um, let's see, I built six teams and because I didn't know what I wanted to play, which is is, normal for you to just throw it out there. One 
100% normal for Scott because I don't want to play what everybody else is playing. I don't want to play a team, uh, you know, I just like overthink and way overthink. I'm not the guy that goes, oh, I love Chaos Dwarves. I want to play Chaos Dwarves again because they have everything in their toolbox. Mm -hmm. So I made up six teams. I sent them all to Jason Campbell, and I said, I know this is me being a pain in the ass. I said, (laughs) "Um, but here's six teams. All of them fit your rule set. You tell me which team, which race is not there, and that's the team I will play. And if there's two of them, you know, and I don't know if I gave him an order of like, this is what I'd prefer to play in this order, or if yeah. I just said I'd, I'd randomize it. <clears throat> he came back and he said, I think I'm getting an ogre team. And he goes, and I don't have any Amazons. And I thought, well, hell, you don't have any Amazons because this is a oh. chainsaw tournament. Yeah, but still, they're so good. So so the rule set is everybody's forced to have a chainsaw, and for 50K, you can add a chainsaw to your team. For example, last year I took Undead, and since I had two different hack and slash models, the old star player, I wanted to use them both. So I named one guy, you know, hack and slash, and I named another guy something else so i i just wanted to use utilize both models on my team and i took a bribe i think last year with my undead team and that was kind of fun this year i wanted to try a different race so here we are so he says nobody's taking amazons and i really think your build's kind of cool so why don't you go with that and i said okay yeah i'll probably do that so then i still (laughs) even after all that i was like oh god i'm overthinking (laughs) Like, what if, what if, what if, right? Like, Amazons are going to get crushed. They shouldn't get crushed the way I built them, but what if, what if, what if? They are the most susceptible to chainsaws aside from snotlings and stunties, I guess. Well, and like last year, the guy who won it all was, I think, Black Orcs. I think you played him, Adam. And I think he had like four or five chainsaws. Is Uh, that correct? I, I don't think he had that many, but yeah. Maybe a three? He had a bunch. I think three. I can't remember. Okay. It's been a while. Well, well, I knew what Drew was bringing. He was bringing Undead with five chainsaws. Jeez. He's like, I know this is crazy. I'm going to try this. I'm like, oh my God, you're nuts. And I sure hope I don't have to play you. Um, Gary brought a chainsaw and bomber, stuff like that. Um, For what team? Uh, he took orcs. Okay. He decided to take orcs. He said, like, I've never played orcs at a tournament. I thought about doing that. And I'm like, okay. So my build for Amazons was uh, obviously two Jaguar blockers, both with block, because I wanted to have, you know, mini griff running around. Two mini griffs. I took only one piranha blitzer. That's the ones with hit and run. Yeah. Uh, I took that person with... Um, Block and tackle. I took 10 Eagle Line Women. And I'm, is 10 right? Yeah, 10, e- 10 Eagle Line Women. Two of them with Wrestle. Then I had one of those Eagle Line Women with a chainsaw, obviously. And uh, I utilized my Max Spleen Ripper model from old second edition and 
it's not Max. Uh, he's decided that he feels more feminine, so he's going by Lady Maxine Spleen Ripper now. And so he was on my team, and I was really happy to use that model, and I love the fluff of it all. That works, yeah. And, and then I took the star players, Dribble and Drool. Uh, I had two re-rolls, and team fit perfectly. My, my head coach was me and you as our little boat-down miniature. Yeah. Uh, team name was the Tabasco Hellcats in honor of Brian Hill, who used to run that team for us in our league. So this team did wonderful. <laughs> I'm going to just say that right off the bat, I I knew by not taking a high armor team, I probably needed a bunch of characters, a bunch of players. Yeah. That's why I took the 10 Eagle line women. They were also cheap. And they were just about the same as taking, you know, like, I know I'm not going to be throwing the ball. I don't need the throw or anything like that. So I just did this. I Dribble and drool, I thought, would be like, they might be okay. It might be nice to have that movement. They actually worked really well, um, surprisingly so. Uh, first round, I played, <laughs> I drove three hours to play Gary Brown <laughs> and his orcs. <laughs> which I tease Jason about that, but really I don't mind this because I mean, it's all random. So yeah, of course. Sometimes it happens when, I mean, 24 people, I could have said like, Oh, I got to play this guy. And you know, cause I know half the people there anyways. Uh, so me and Gary faced off first round. So here's how the, the tournament worked. You got points for a win. You got points for a tie and you know, a loss. The first tiebreaker, the very first tiebreaker, was casualty casualties caused by the chainsaw. So if you had six chainsaw guys or five like Drew, if he, you know, had five chainsaws, then five chainsaw casualties that for round one, that would put him, you know, maybe higher ranked than somebody else with the same record because of the, the tiebreaker, the chainsaw casualties. Somebody from the opening before me and Gary ever got to roll a die goes, what happens if you chainsaw yourself and casualty yourself? And Jason <laughs> said, if the chainsaw makes a casualty, if your chainsaw on your player makes a casualty, whether it's the opposing team or yourself, you get credit for it. So I need everybody to remember that. <laughs> um, round one, playing Gary Brown. We set up. I get to kick off. Lady Maxine, I go in, chainsaw, one. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. I re-roll it. I roll a one. <clears throat> this is why we don't take chainsaws. <laughs> um, I did survive it only to about three plays later, chainsaw myself again. And cause a casualty to myself. So Lady Maxine caused a casualty herself. I go, oh boy, I got a chainsaw casualty. Sure, that's going to help. Um, Gary played really well. Uh, he he hurt one of my uh, Lady Griff block blockers uh, pretty early in the game, which changed my strategy totally. I, I actually went and I handed the ball off to one of the skinks to get that faster movement and the mobility because I needed that strong, you know, other blocker to be the one that blitzes players off of other, you know, people 
taking up and locking up my other players. Yeah. Um, so that changed my strategy. We went back and forth forever. Uh, we played the whole, I scored in the first half, one to nothing. We get to the second half. We ran out of time by a, a few plays. I think the ball was on the ground at that point, but <laughs> we realized, or Gary realized he was playing his team because he had two rosters. He had an old roster that was like with the black orcs where they only moved four and he had biggins where they moved five. And I believe he had the wrong roster that he printed off for his own use. And so he only moved all his biggins for movement instead of five. And that 100% would have came into effect for our game for sure. Um, but so live and learn, move on. Well, you got to pay attention. No, and he knows that. He said that too. He's just like afterwards, he's like, oh, God, I'm an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> and I was I, like, what are you talking about? And he's like, those guys have five. And I was like, no, they're black or blockers. And he's like, no, they're five now. And I'm like, oh, shit. I've done that so, where I've completely forgotten skills before too. Right. So I won one to nothing. I was happy with the win. I was like, okay, I got at least my one win. You know, my goal today was to go one, one, and one. In a three-round tournament, um, we had lunch. We went over to Waterburger just like we did the year before with you. Yeah. Came back. I played um, Corey. What's his name? played him before. Corey Avon. Yep. Played Corey Avon. He had a human team, nicely painted, ready to go. Uh, he has a chainsaw guy just like I do. I was very happy. I'm only playing a guy with one chainsaw guy. <laughs> so... I knew my success probably was really based on like, as long as I face some people that don't have a lot of chainsaws and they're not super successful, I can outlast them with my, you know, bench of four people. Yeah. Um, we played the game. I think he got the kickoff and I stopped him and scored. This game, I don't remember too much. I do remember my chainsaw person got an actual chainsaw casualty that I earned. And uh, my coach did not save him to play the next half of the the second half of the game. I um, then got the kickoff in the second half and scored. And uh, it was 2, two nothing. I won. Didn't take very many casualties on that. So I'm really happy. I'm 2-0. and oh. I've already beat my my expectations for this record not bad yeah i was super happy super super happy uh round three i move up to table two i'm playing halflings <clears throat> and this is halflings with i believe it's griff golly this is uh i have so much vagueness because this tournament yeah it was it was griff from what i remember and um Oh my gosh, I wish I had my notes. I don't have my <laughs> notes because I looked for them before the today, but I, I accidentally threw them away. Was it the Griff, it, Griff Dwarf build with like a ton of chainsaws? No, no, it had chainsaw. It had, I believe it had Griff. And I want to say it had, it. oh, it had the, um, um, golly, my old man brain, the chef. Do, do, it had the halfling chef. Oh, okay. Uh, the halfling chef took all my rerolls away for the first half. Jeez. Which was just freaking awful. <clears throat> Opening play. 
I get a chance to grind up on somebody, I roll a one. I don't With the chainsaw, rules. I'm assuming. Huh? With the chainsaw, I'm assuming. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't. I don't have any rerolls, so I. Um, I go okay. No, that's not true. I think I had one reroll from the first half, but I wasn't going to use my lone reroll on the very first play of the game. And so my chainsaw hit me. I casualtied myself. God. So I have a total of three chainsaw casualties, two of them self-afflicted. Yeah. I was like, well, all right, whatever. Uh, this halfling team was putting it to me. And putting it to me hard. They were like knocking people out. I, I was down players. And just by the grace of God and tying up some players. Oh, he had, I remember now. He had Griff and Rumbelow. You know who Rumbelow is? Rumbelow Sheepskin, the yeah. guy that rides the goat. Yeah, of course. He had those, he had those two players. And they were they were taking it to me. I was down players. I managed to like squirt away, like go through some tackle zones, hand off, do this, go for it a few times. And I caught Griff and Rumbelow kind of in the, he maybe overcommitted just a little bit. Although I did all my go for it's on both of those things. So, I mean, when you do four extra movements, that helps. Yeah. Right. Um, I did my best to tie up Griff and he kept just punching the crap out of me and, and stupid Rumbelo. Well, finally, <laughs> Rumbelo was next to the skink with the stab skill. And I shanked that dude. <laughs> and I casualtyed <laughs> that dude. And momentum started to shift a little bit by getting that player off the pitch. Uh, I score. I go up one nothing, And I'm thinking, like, this is amazing. Most likely, as long as I don't get too many guys hurt, I can hold off for a tie. That's going to be really great. It's going to be higher expectations as long as he didn't throw this halfling, you know, at the end of the half into the end zone. Yeah. And uh, that, that, that did not happen. So I was like really happy going the second half. Cause I just thought like this guy's playing great. It's going to be one-to-one. That's all right. I'll take it. Playing Griff, Rumbelow, two trees, all that. Um, I just try to stay in front of him. I try just to like tell myself, just keep punching the halflings. Eventually, he won't have as many players, even though it's hard to knock them down when you don't have block on their players, you know? Mm -hmm. And you didn't have any tackle? I had one guy with tackle, that one blitzer. Um, Eventually, I just started kind of getting the numbers down and staying in front of him and staying in front of him. And lo and behold, I tackled Griff. I got him down, and we fouled him. And I think it took the second or third foul, but we finally fouled him and knocked him out of the game. And then then momentum was, he, you know, obviously lost any momentum he had because by then I just doing routine, you know, two die blocks, finally got some of those little halflings down, break their armor, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Let's be real. It's a halfling team in name only. It's a star player team. (laughs) Right. Um, so I ended up scoring and I went up two to nothing and that was the ball game. Uh, you know, the, the guy I played, he was also two and oh, he did really well at the tournament. His name was, I think Derek, I think he's from Austin. I'm not sure on that. 
Um, nice guy. He was at um, the Skaven tournament themes tournament we went to with Dean. Okay. That Dean ran. What was that called? Cripple Creek. Yes. Cripple Peak tournament. Yeah. That we had at the restaurant. Anyways, he was there. So we met him before. He played really well with the guys. I mean, he did what he was supposed to do. And I had some good dice rolls in that first half to let me score. Because I was down to, I think, seven people at that point when I scored. And um, anyways, I played really well. I went 3-0. I was super happy. I was like, I wonder if they're giving a second place award. Because the top table also had undefeated teams. Mm -hmm. Which you would, obviously, with three rounds only and 24 people, you expect that. So I 100% go, you know, like tiebreakers are casualties by, by chainsaw. chainsaw. Yeah. So I got second. I'll take second, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, because I looked over and the game was not even close to being a tie over there, which is what I was really hoping for. Yeah. We come to awards. We do all the drawings. He starts handing on, out the awards from bottom to top. You know, people are clapping, getting prizes. Uh, at the time, they also did door prizes. I ended up winning, like, um, looked like somebody, I guess somebody donated a bunch of Blood Bowl stuff that they're no longer playing. So there was, like, built Skaven teams. There was, uh, you know, some, nothing was, not much was in box, but a lot of stuff was, like, pre-built or whatever. Yeah. I ended up getting a Blood Bowl 2020 set that didn't have the Black Orcs in there. So like somebody took the black orcs out and used them. So I got like a noble team and stuff that that's cool. Obviously, we have for you know critter bowl or some other future. Well, if that's an extra set, you could always leave it at the store too. Well, exactly, and that's what the field and stuff's going to go to. Um, came down to, you know, he went through all the best defense, best offense, best you know stunty, et cetera, et cetera. Second place, and he goes, and this came down to. You know, this came down to our tiebreaker, mm -hmm. which is uh, casualties by chainsaw. And I'm ready to walk up there because I go, yeah, I, I got three. I know. And he announces the other guy's name. <laughs> which means he had less than three. <laughs> and he and he's I think he said he's like, yeah, this guy only after he said his name, he's like, yeah, he only had two. Chainsaws by casualty. Jeez. Steve, I've never I don't know if I've ever been so excited to win a tournament because this was <laughs> a total shock. This was like the Miss America thing where they have two states left and they announce the runner up first. Mm -hmm. And you're going, Holy crap, I won. Because with three chainsaw casualties at a tournament that I, is chainsaw focused. Yeah, I didn't think I had a chance. So Especially I, when two of them are your own. <laughs> so, yeah. And then you go into the fact that two of mine were self-inflicted to myself. And that is how I won the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2023 with Amazons. That's awesome. <laughs> so I I said, every, you know, going down there, we were talking about it. And Gary's like, I think you potentially could do really good. And I said, I just need favorable matchups. I need people that don't have a lot of chainsaws. You know, yeah, that's I need that and and, you know, not to place like play against dwarves or chaos dwarves because those are a big, you know, foil to me having tackle. Yeah, but that team now with the four strength ball carriers. 
you know, it so was he, they so, were yeah, I, uh, they were a poor matchup against dwarves and chaos dwarves before, but now with the natural four strength, I think it helps a lot. <laughs> um, I I'm gonna say in my little experience of just three games. And of course I had star players. Number one, dribble and drool were really good because they gave me movement and mobility where I didn't have that before. Yeah. I had abilities to, you know, foul with stinky, get dirty player or stab all of those factored in. Um, like I said, the mobility in game one, when I had to like change my strategy of not, you know, running the ball with one of those lady Griff uh, blockers with <laughs> Um, you know, just handing the ball off to a skink that can move eight is very mobile. Yeah, that's huge. Um, I would almost, you know, before we used to say like, oh, this team comes with four blodgers to begin with. You get to add a bunch of skills. For I think my play style, I think having the two ladies with four strength is huge. Huge, 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 huge. I think that's huge for any play style. That's just, you know. Yeah. How many it's, teams um, have a reliable four strength ball carrier? Yeah. I I really think GW messed this up. I I they should have four plus pickup. Mm-hmm. Four plus edge. I yeah. really believe that and I still think this team would be powerful because people are still going to use them to run the ball yeah. even with four plus. For sure. But for three plus, they're 100% going to always run the ball with these these ladies because mm-hmm. you know they do that with um you know cast wars with the bull centaurs people take chances with the four plus they also have a lot more so, movement but yes yes for sure the four strength is huge yeah yeah the team played performed way better than i thought uh the star players did way better than i thought and i'm very very happy that i took you know I've never taken 15 players on uh, like a normal non-stunty team before. (laughs) And I thought, honestly, I got to give myself props. That was really smart of me in the situations because I never, I never reset up for a kickoff being down a player. Even games that like I got a bunch of people knocked out or took injuries. That might be a first for you at a tournament. I mean, it still happened where I was down players before you know, I did turn. anything else. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. Anyways, um, good time. No, congrats. Hanging out, That's seeing awesome. everybody. It. I mean, yes, I'm gonna say it made it even better that I was successful, and it was even a bigger shock and surprise that I won the damn thing <laughs> based off the tiebreakers. But I will take it. Yeah. And I'm very happy. I think that was my ninth <laughs> NAF tournament that I've won. And so uh, I'm really happy about that. And the second in the new era of Blood Bowl that I thought I would never, ever win a tournament again. There was a time when you and I were close. No longer, sir. I can't Uh, remember the last time I won a tournament. Well, you got to play some more, bud. Yeah, that'll that'll hopefully change soon. I I believe Gary went 1-1-1, and and I believe Drew went one win and two ties with his I mean he didn't take a loss with his five chainsaws. Jeez. So no, I think Gary maybe tied two. So he lost to me, tied Brad. Oh, he won his last game. Yeah, he went one, one, and one. So uh he, he played <laughs> I will say this, he played Brad Wells, who I guess 
if I heard this story right, Brad chose to not run in the ball. He decided to foul first, mm -hmm. and he got caught, and it cost them to tie. That's the uh, it's a bold strategy, Cotton. <laughs> well, that's that's if I heard the story correct. I might have misunderstood. No, I heard that Gary? too. So, oh, okay, you did. Okay, mm -hmm. all right. But anyways, uh, the guys down there, I think, rent, uh, ended up getting fifteen hundred dollars. Yeah, which is a lot. I think so. That was a lot. People. Yeah. So, good job for everybody who uh, pitched in and donated some money, and that's really nice. The Blood Bowl community is really good. At stuff like that so, mm -hmm. so one that tournament is down. texas chainsaw massacre 2023 and then the so next tournament coming up is not oklahoma bowl weekend nope but this march you can come to critter bowl eight which is also a charity tournament um for a fellow i work with and um it's kind of like uh we explained this on many episodes i'll try to sum it up really quick it's kind of like a man shower a baby shower for a man now these children are already born and pooping in diapers and everything else but this uh gentleman is working two jobs constantly and has ever since like he adopted a child because they would never conceive and then weeks later they conceived so <laughs> now he has two little babies in diapers just you know about six months apart so. yeah so if anyone needs some assistance he does yeah, for sure. Even if it's just a, you know, take a week off and stay home with the, the family so he doesn't have to work his uh, pizza delivering gig. Mm -hmm. um, it's on March 4th. We are using the rules for World Cup. So if anybody out there wants to practice like, hey, I'm thinking about playing Dark Elves for World Cup, but I don't know my build. You can bring your build and give it a shot. Um, it's it's three rounds, but we're close to having the th meeting the threshold to have four rounds, and should we have some dice to give away. Dice are ordered. Trophies are in. I there should be pictures of the trophy up on the Facebook page. There um, is. Well, no, you got to play along, dude. Oh, oh okay, see, yes. We're, yes. We're, we're recording this Sunday morning. And I'm going to work Sunday afternoon, and I'm going to take pictures and put them up today, which is in the past for people listening to this in the press. Understood. Ah, yes. Man. Uh, there's going like, to be pictures. There's going to be pictures up on the Facebook page, as as well as like all the board games. We had a a person donate a bunch of board games that we're going to, you know, raffle them off as well, just for fun, because a lot of blood bowlers do play board games and stuff like mm -hmm. that. So we're gonna have plenty of little door prizes and stuff like that for for the weekend. I think right now we have thirteen people signed up. We have a soft cap of twenty four. I say soft cap because there's like a big magic event that day, but he's unsure and like he doesn't know how many people he's gonna have, and he knows for sure he can house twenty four of us. And he said most likely if some a few more sign up, we could probably, you know, make it work. We can squeeze them in. So, yeah, <clears throat> exactly. So if you're out there and you're still on the fence or maybe you just forgot about it um, or, you know, whatever, maybe you can't come, but you want to donate that that's fine too. You can do that. So I just let, let you know, if you guarantee want to come and you're listening to this as of Sunday, February 12th, you know, less than a month away, we have a, 
about I think eleven spaces left. So are the, the dice going to be only for critter bowls in the future, or are we going to be selling those to raise funds for this one? Well, we only got a limited number amount this year. Yeah, but if like we don't use them all. Well, then we're only going to have about six pairs left, and well, we'll probably sell them. That's what I'm putting out there in case someone is Okay, interested. yes. If we have extras, we'll let you know, and we'll let the donations go to the family. Yeah, yeah. Okay. 100%. So. Making sure. I got you. No problem. And then, <laughs> I guess, the final bit of tournament news is we have decided to run Oklahoma and Spiky Cup on the weekend of June 24th and 25th. Yeah, let's look. Is that 24, 25th? Is that yeah, I believe so. Yeah, We're in the early so. stages, but yeah. So Yeah, so we got to hope that Steve can come. I should be able to. <laughs> he better show up. Yeah, and it'll be interesting if gonna... I don't. It'll be weird. <sighs> and then we need to work on a rule set, and I don't want to make every tournament like a World Cup preview tournament, but at the same time, Makes it life should easier. be nice if some... If some Americans would, uh, you know, maybe make the top two, top three teams in the world and they could go, well, I practiced at Oklahoma Bowl. Mm -hmm. So most likely it's going to be another World Cup type builds to practice for you people out there. And I'm guessing Spiky Cup will not, but that's just my assumption. We'll see. It pains me. It pains me. Oh, we could just do a regular boring tournament for Spiky Cup if you want. Another World Cup one? That'd no, like you can just do Oklahoma for Spiky Cup and do World Cup for Oklahoma. Oh, I, I, I'm glad Oklahoma's really boring to you. <laughs> Compared to Spiky, come on. Spiky Cup's trash. Pretty it's, much. It's the Wakanda Forever of Blood Bowl tournaments. Okay, no. Oh. No. Look, oh. Wakanda Forever is not great. I really like the Namor stuff. Graphics could have been better, but um, Thor Loved and Thunder is by far the worst thing Marvel has ever done. Th- Love a, and Thunder is worse than any DC movie. Oh boy, I don't know that. Easily. Man. I'm talking Superman 3. Oof. Maybe Superman 4. Superman 4 is really bad, but I, Love I and Thunder was worse than Superman 3. I look at when I say Wakanda Forever is really bad. I look at it as like if, if this was on in the background, would I would I put it on, leave it on while I'm maybe like doing my bills on my computer or doing something else? And would I ca- find myself turning around and watching parts of it? I don't yeah. think I would. There are some good parts, but overall, me. Mm. Oh well. We don't need to. There are no good parts in love, Thor, Love and Thunder. Oh, there's some good parts. There's a Valkyrie, a literal Valkyrie, who refuses to fight because she might die or get hurt. I don't like that character anyway. It's a Valkyrie. Not, not that version of this they character. Are, How about that? I like that character fine, but... Pretty sure her whole thing with Norse mythology is, I don't know, dying in battle. Nah, not that one. God. <laughs> Hated that movie so much. Actually, June 24th, 25th. Yeah. Put it on your calendar. Make your plans now. And this is going to, I mean, probably really by response is going to dictate whether 
the tournament stays during the summertime or if it moves back to March. Yeah, because I I've mean, heard a lot of feedback both ways of really sucks. I liked it, it positioned in March. And then I've heard other people go, oh, great. Now I, can I have finally a make it. coming. Yeah. Being during the summer, but, especially where you have a lot of school stuff going on, is a lot easier. Um, Store-wise, it seems like a better time. Just temperature and everything-wise. I don't know. It, it seems like a better out. thing. We'll find out. Numbers are going to tell the story and probably dictate the future of Oklahoma Bowl weekend. So show us what you got, folks. Yeah, um, and we should have... you have anything else tournament-wise? Nah. I hope to be going to one... I don't have one for two months, I don't think. Never mind. I was thinking I had one but next you... month, but I don't think so. Oh, but you're going to go to one up there? Uh, Ogre Ohio. There's, and there's, uh, we had some people reach out and I've looked into it and there's some tournaments up here. I just got to figure out what I'm going to do. Okay. Well, that's good. You need to go get, you, use this to your advantage while you're up there. You go to a few little events that you not normally would go to. Man, the Canada Open was this weekend. I really wanted to go, but just. Well, you got to have money. Yeah. It's like seven, eight hours away and don't even know if I could trust the car to get there. And of course, the battery died on me last week, so that was fun. Of course, why would it not? Yeah, this this car has been just a blast. Well, it's kind of like people who give away dogs. I don't really believe anybody gives away a good dog. You want, um, you want Sparky? He's a really good dog. Why are you giving him away? Uh, well, this was not well, given away, sir. I paid a lot of money for this. I know. <laughs> But it was really cheap, right? Yeah. People don't sell good cars cheap. Yeah. Well, well that's where I was going with my story. To family, you think they would? Well. Yeah, I know. I I know that family. That part. Of your How family. dare you be correct? <laughs> All right, moving on. Nobody gives away a good dog because he shits on the floor every time the doorbell rings. And speaking of shitting on the floor, let's talk about the league in next segment. All right, we'll <laughs> be right back. <laughs> Tournament talk. Or no, league talk. I am shitting on the floor right now. We now we've got some league talk as the... What's the name? Is it the Cobble League still? Or is it the Wizards? Yeah, it's still yeah. the Cobble. Yeah, Cobble League season 11? No. It's a lot. Nine. 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 Well, other side of 10. Okay. <laughs> right. It's uh, Cobble season nine, which is, stands for the Central Oklahoma Blood Bowl League, which drives me insane because it's not in the fuck. At the same what? time, you got to give it a region. Well, well, you could say o it's Oklahoma. Oklahoma. I know, I know, but just insane at the same time, it's good to do that because then people know, like, oh, if you move to Oklahoma, you can see that this is Oklahoma League. Yeah, I actually saw um, another Cobble League somewhere. Hmm. It was Central, I don't think it was Ohio, Ohio but like Ottawa or something. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. It was interesting. <laughs> it's a good name. Well, there's only... There are only so many little letters you can make together that kind of sound like words yep. cobbled together. Speak that you can cobble together, yeah. 
What's weird is, is going into the segment, I was ready for us both to talk about this because I'm so used to both of us <laughs> being in the league. And then I realized, like, you can't, I'm assuming you can't see anything for the league because you're not a part of the league. I can probably see stuff. Um... Can, can you want, can you go into the league stuff on tour play and just like peek in, be a creeper? I don't know. Let me log in. Okay. So this season, Steve, uh, last year we had what? 16 people play, I believe. Because everybody went to the playoffs except for one last year. This year we started the league. Are you ready for this? Yep. We have 20 people. Jeez. So the league is growing, even though you left, because you'd make you'd have made twenty one. That's why it's growing. <clears throat> so we have twenty people to begin with. This year, we organized a league meeting up at the store. I said it was mandatory to at least talk to me briefly before you could join the league. It was mandatory to pay your league dues, which was ten dollars. Um, Everybody except for one person either got with me privately and had a conversation with me, uh, met me up at the store the next day, or went to the league meeting. Most most everybody was there for the league meeting. Everybody had no problem paying their league dues up front. That's good. I I took the cash. Uh, you know, pocketed it. A, had a nice dinner. Yes, I went and got me a hotel room for me and Jen. We had a wonderful time on their dime. No, if you. <laughs> Uh, you can't see it because you're not a league administrator, but I've put the money on the league stuff. So the league is paid for for the whole season. I don't have to worry about going there and going like, oh, crap, the league shut down for two days. I need to pay, <laughs> eight, you know, yeah. 850 uh, euros to get it activated again. So all that is up front taken care of the extra money. I'm going to, you know, buy some Blood Bowl related stuff to auction off at playoff time, not auction off, raffle off like we did last year. Because you know everybody showed up, I think we gave away like a team and a yeah, like that. Yeah, up. just so you know, I um, cannot see anything. I can only see season eight. Okay, okay, you can see that we're there, but you can't see inside of it. It doesn't let me see the truth there either. There's not a real way to. Search. What do you see? Season eight. I can season see season nine. eight because I was in it. Oh, okay. Well, season nine is out there, I guess, somewhere. I don't know how you find it, but other people have. Well, let me look. Go ahead. I'm just going to look on the background. Oh, okay. So we we have 20 teams. Um, 19 of those were we people played games that weekend. If they showed up to a league meeting, we just randomly made let people play each other for the opening game. We did change a few things last year. We said that you could play a maximum of 12 games. You only needed five games to make the playoffs. This year, we changed it to a 7 and 11 deal. 11 for the, uh, you know, the number of Nuffle. So you could maximize your team by playing all 11 games. But you had to have a minimum of seven games for the playoffs. We were hoping that this would cut down on, like, teams going into the playoffs, you know, and the other team giving up like 600k in inducements because that team hadn't built themselves up or anything. So we'll see how that works out. Um, if for some reason all 20 teams make the playoffs, you know, they're all ready to play in the playoffs, we're going to have some play in games to make a 16 team bracket. Um, the plan is just like last year to do the first two rounds of the tournament 
in the same day, almost like a real Blood Bowl, like just one-off tournament format where we just show up, play games, have have a lunch break, and play another game. Yeah. Um, our league breaks down into this as in team races. We have uh, three Norse, two Underworld, two Corn, two Nobles, two Dark Elves, and then we have Singletons of Lizard Man, Amazons, Ogres, Chaos Renegade, Black Orc, Dwarf, Nurgle, Wood Elves, and Necro. So which team am I playing, Steve? Because we haven't talked about this at all. I do not know. Amazon's going to guess. No. Really? I mean, I would okay. if I was you. <clears throat> I chose to... Well, I, I'm going to tell you what team. I'm going to tell you the fluff of my team. How about that? Oh, just so you know, um, I can see... When I searched for it, I did find Season 9. Crom of the Underdark Scourge is the tallest player in the league. The Warpstone Troll is a staggering 11 feet, 11 inches tall. Word on the street is his teammates have named him Skyscraper Corn. Or Crom, sorry. So, <laughs> the guy who had this team randomized a mutation on his Warpstone Troll and got very long legs. <laughs> and I couldn't resist doing a Did You Know about it. That's awesome. Because I just thought... Well, that's kind of cute. Like in its own way, he's now got his own personality. So yeah, I, I went ahead and did this. God, that is a horrible mutation for that. It's like one of the worst mutations you could get is very long legs on your troll. But I You're love like, it. <clears throat> What's that? But I love it. Like thematically, like you said, fluff wise, that's <clears throat> awesome. That's why it was the very first. Did you know that we had? And I'm going to try. To do this, uh, did you know, like maybe twice a month or something, if I can get some good story out of a game or something. Well, I think you should encourage other people to do it for their teams as well. Well, I'm the only one that can post, so that's why they're going to have They can send me stuff. Yeah, that's what I want them to do. I'm pretty sure. Huh. Okay. I could be wrong on that, but nobody has posted. I mean, maybe somebody could. I don't know. Let's see. The Pox Hollow Blight Crusaders. Yeah, so let's talk about my team. <clears throat> my team, like the origin of my team, the fluff is there was a land, like a small like village, you know, like think of a place with some mountainous areas and some little streams running through it. And, uh, you know, there's like these good people there, just a good hearty little village called Fox Hollow. Mm-hmm. And in there is a bunch of, you know, hardworking people who try to do the right thing in general and when the bright crusaders the blood bowl team started playing that they these guys kind of really looked up to them and they were like oh these guys are noble they don't they don't do mean things they're doing charity things for blood bowl they're doing the lord's work yeah and so these these good people maybe they're monks maybe it's some monks and some other good people they also travel around the area doing good things for other small towns and villages maybe they go feed the sick they go raise a barn whatever in in their region well soon some of those guys decided like you know we could play some blood bowl and maybe it started off as like a little like street bowl thing where they just played another like group of people in a town that they were you know helping out in or whatever and so they started calling themselves known as the Fox Hollow Crusaders. 
and they decided to adopt the same colors as the bright crusaders and stuff like that and everybody started then just calling them you know you know how nicknames evolve and they started calling them the fox hollow bright crusaders because yeah. you did good deeds just like them and they were kind of like the unofficial like double a team of the bright crusaders there was no real connection except that they kind of like looked up to them and so they were happy to be called the fox hollow crusaders but they didn't stop anybody from calling themselves the bright crusaders of that region mm-hmm. <clears throat> well then uh, a straggler goes comes into town He's very sick and, you know, looks disgusting and stuff. And people were like, oh, gosh, what should we do? And, of course, some of the Fox Hollow Crusaders decided, like, this man needs our help and we're going to help him out. And so they go to the man and they nurse him to health the best they can. And then the gentleman just, they wake up one morning and he's gone. And they're thinking, oh, well, he must have got healed, healed enough. The fever did stop a few days ago. Maybe he just got up and went on his merry way. Well, they continue to go travel. They continue to play some Blood Bowl games. And they go missing for a while. And then they come back to town. And they're not the same. And <laughs> other travelers start noticing like they're like you don't want to go to fox hollow anymore and they're like why is that and they're like that place is cursed they got the sickness there it's contagion everywhere you don't want to be there and they continued to play blood bowl <laughs> and travel around and they didn't realize they were it even happened to them but they were blessed by papa nurgle and they got the nurgles rot <laughs> and they kept still trying to do good deeds even though they were filled with sores and you know they were bloated and they were infecting more people than they were helping and communities didn't want them to hang around and their nickname kind of mutated from the fox hollow crusaders or the fox hollow bright crusaders to the pox hollow bright crusaders and they still were doing the Lord's work as best they can and trying to do good deeds because they still look up to the bright crusaders and they didn't, you know, they were almost like messed up in the head thinking like, no, this is a blessing. Look what gave me for helping you. Not on our help. We're trying to feed you. Yeah. And then eventually that nickname got mutated by other people who started calling them the blight crusaders instead of the bright crusaders. And thus, here we are, many, 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 many years later, the blight saviors. What do you think of that? I like it. I like it a lot. Um, I like the little logo you have, too. Well, I, I just found a little crusader. It's like <laughs> it's a fighting a Irish crusader. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I found that's a little college thing. So, I mean, somewhere. That's awesome. It's always fun to incorporate the Bright Crusaders into anything. And you know me, I'm a big sucker for second edition stuff. Absolutely. And I got to make a connection. I got to do a location and mascot location kind of changing a name through lore. That area on the map is still Fox Hollow, but it might be circled and say like cursed or Mm -hmm. it's it's taken over. You avoid at all costs. Don't go to Fox Hollow. 
Mm-hmm. Because, you know. It's like one of the, those signs that says Fox Hollow, but then it's got a P uh, yes, drawn on it. Exa- exactly. Avoid at all costs mm-hmm. or whatever. I'm going Death to do awaits. my best. I'm not promising this, so if my league mates hear me, if a situation calls for it, I'm probably going to do it if it really is needed. But I'm going to do my best not to foul. So what we need is some uh, lovely people out there who have the Bright Crusaders kits from GW to reach out and let us know that they're available. And then if we can get you set up with some actual Bright Crusader kit and have you do a Nurgle team that way. Well, so the rest of the story goes like this. Remember Michael Grubb who played with us mm-hmm. in, our old, in the league before, yeah. uh, before COVID? He had a Nurgle team. And I liked how they were painted. They were bright colors. Um, he had some type of team called the, it was like Miami, but it was like changed different to like, instead of the dolphins, it was the rot fins. Yeah. And so he, he had like a, a bright orange, uh, a bright blue for his team. And I, I liked how they looked when he had them in our league. And I reached out to him because he still plays Magic. And I said, are you ever going to play Blood Bowl again? And he's like, I just don't know. And I was like, are you ever going to play with that Nurgle team again? And he goes, ah, probably not. And I said, well, I have this fluff that I'm in love in. And I don't think it's going to last the whole season. But I'll buy that team from you if you want me to. But you have to paint a couple more models for me (laughs) because I don't like just to play with 12 models. Yeah. And I'll go back to the tournament of playing Amazons where I needed 10 linemen and I didn't have 10 linemen. So that killed me. This is why I like to have eight to 10 linemen so I can make different builds for tournaments. Yeah, of course. Or whatever else. Um, so we came to agreement that he's going to paint up some extra models. We came up to a price and I bought his team. So while I don't have the light blue, yellow, bright crusaders colors, I do have a light blue bright blue however you want to look at it orange black crusaders team that i'm very happy with so i mean those colors would have changed over time as they changed exactly right they got exactly so is this the new uh, gw team this is the gw i actually nice i wanted a gw team now i like my the old team i have and the old team i have is the team that was won at chaos cup that's Mm -hmm. a a legacy team and it has different models and everything's color coordinated and stuff like that. But I was always scared that I'd run into maybe a new player or somebody where it'd be confusing. Yeah. Because and, they are, each figure is different. And in our league this season, we have two brand new people, two brand new people. Their first games ever was the first league day that we had. So and, uh, let's talk about this league for a second. Um, sure. Cracked land corn dogs. Okay. So and yes, I... the awesome logo thereof, which is indeed a corn dog on a stick with a corn symbol and horns. So I told everybody many times in the league that if you're playing the league, we need to kind of do an area a region, a city, a town, whatever, mascot, the best you can. It needs to feel like it goes into the Blood Bowl universe. I'm going to try not to be super picky (laughs) because I can be. And I'm not going to say every team in the league is both down approved. It works, but it might not be both 
down approved. Now, you want to complain about the crack plane? Oh, dogs. I am not complaining at all, sir. You have completely misunderstood. Uh, uh, who well, did that logo? I don't know where he got the logo. That is Miles Hamper. I don't know if he created it himself or got it from somebody. But immediately, in, I guarantee this. Somebody else mentioned it to me like, crack land, that sounds stupid. Well, I looked it up. In, in like Warhammer Wiki, Crackland is a region of area, of this region area that is in the the uh, Warhammer. Universe. So I couldn't argue at all with that. Yeah. And the corn dogs, at least he made it to be like you know like a Georgia bulldog with the spelling and stuff like that. So it works, and it is funny the little logo with a corn dog. Okay, <laughs> the corn symbol and horn. Looks like someone on Deviant Art made it. Okay. Okay. Well then. Uh, like I said, there's <laughs> there, somebody created a team called the Hypnotic Gaze, and it was spelled G A Z E. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that was a pun in, in a way for to say they're hypnotic homosexuals <laughs> or not, because everybody who read that team goes oh is this team a bunch of gay guys and i was like oh i don't know so number one hypnotic gays even if they were vampires i wouldn't have allowed in the league yeah and for, for norris i definitely wasn't going to allow for the league so i made him change his name That's and he even said like i'm thinking of a name it's just a placeholder etc cetera, etc cetera. so again not every name do i love but We've had way worse team names, and everybody's got a board on naming, trying to name their players, and instead of just doing Bob, Bobby, Bobby, Bobette, you know, stuff like that. So I think people are starting to really kind of get into the fluff side of it. I told them, like, you know, I said, hey, I I know this sounds like I'm being a jerk. I said, but if I'm going to be the commissioner for the league and have to spend some extra time making the schedule, collecting some money, making sure things get ran on time, you know, dealing with games that might get canceled. I said, basically, if you're going to come, you're welcome to come play in my sandbox. You're just going to have to kind of follow the rules in my sandbox. Yeah, that's fair. My, my, my role-playing sandbox. And I really do think long-term it will benefit. People will get into it more. They'll care about players more. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you can, we've talked about this all the time. You always see players that have like maybe good skills and stuff, but you don't trust to make certain moves, you know, like, <laughs> I don't want this guy to go do this open tackle, even though he should do it. He always fails this shit. You said that before. And you'd let him do it because you're like, surely it's not going to happen. And then double skulls and no reroll. Yeah. Yeah. So there's, there's characters you trust and there's other characters you don't trust. Um, You know, it's funny too, because like, I know we harp on this all the time, but like every once in a while I'll see posts in Reddit or somewhere about, I'm new to Blood Bowl. What's some advice that you guys can give me? My advice, always, first thing I tell people is go towards the fluff. Name your team, find a logo, name your players, enjoy that aspect. Then playing a game just adds to it, whether you win or lose. Now, of course, you want to win, so then risk management and all that BS, but if, if it's just a random team that you haven't named and haven't you know have nothing to tie to why do you care you know 
Exactly. Um, now a tour play, I don't know if people know this or not. When you create a team, you can hit a button inside there. It will give you a random name for that specific race and team. It's really awesome. So they're not the greatest names, but they are still a way to name it. And if you go look at, I believe it's Kyle's team, Kyle Lovers team. Okay. Can I believe. Just a second. Um, yeah. What's his name on here? Uh, Nagareth Night Lords. His team should be. Uh, he did not have his team named. They're in the standings. They're towards the bottom. He did not have his team named uh, to begin with, and I was just messing around being the the goofy commissioner. Oh, does he and not I have wanna... two games this round? Does he not have? No, a... go to go to standings. Okay, I was just looking at. Uh, the... Okay, there we go. Yeah, okay. I believe all these names that he has in here are Dark Elf names. That oh, for sure. Name. Yeah. Uh, I did it with him and I did it with somebody else. And I told them day one, I was like, hey, I was messing around with the random name generator. I said, I named your team, all your players for you. If you don't like it, change it. And I think Kyle said, ah, they're fine. They're good for me. <laughs> and uh, somebody else changed all theirs. But it does allow you to, you know, just hit a button and you can randomize it, which is really cool. And they are different between, like, the Nurgle guys, the Dark Elf guys. Um, I think I did it with Matt's Amazon as well. So, so should we? I mean, we've talked about... Um... That's probably something we should do because we've talked about turret play and talked about our experience with it. But have we gone into full depth about it and our thoughts? Like, should we do uh, that for a segment? Because also they do, they keep updating it all the time, which is amazing. But they also have now the ability that you can run tournaments through it. And I think um, one of the big tournaments over in Europe ran it with like a hundred and some people on oh. here so they could just upload stuff online and do everything through their phone and everything here's here's how what i feel like tournament uh tour play in a, in a quick nutshell it's very useful and it's like excel <laughs> i don't know that much about it i know how to take a few cells mm -hmm. and hit the sum button to make a add up some numbers i know how to copy and paste a few things in excel I do not know how to do a lot of things in Excel. Like, yeah. I don't know if I'm even doing using 1% of what Excel can do. Probably and not. I feel the same way with tour play. I feel like every yeah. time I go in here, I'm like, I don't know what the hell all this means. Like, I just want to create a round of Blood Bowl. And I, I will feel say like I'm that lost it half is, the time. It does definitely need some more uh, user interface adjustment yeah and really i mean like at the same time i want to say like they need some youtube videos to mm -hmm. like show like oh you're starting a league let's act like this league has eight players and this is how we're going to create each round or whatever i think they do need some youtube videos like that and at the same time i'm like well you know like do they have time to do all this and then i'm thinking well they are charging us yeah they probably should <laughs> no i mean it it would help people because I know there's a lot of questions. And again, to their credit, there is a Facebook group. If you post in the Facebook group a question, if someone from the group doesn't answer, Turplay will often come in and answer it. 
Well, you put in suggestions and they'll get it done, you know, quickly. Um, You wouldn't know that because nothing on the website tells you to go there. But, you know, it's kind of like an engineer made the website and they don't have that interface person who knows how to make it work for the norms. Us normies don't think like engineers, so. That's very fair. But still, amazing, great job. Cannot speak highly enough about it. So I guess we don't really need to go into a whole segment about it, but eventually we might because there's just so much that we can do. And if anyone is out there who is an expert in it and can give us tips and break down, you know, how easy stuff is, heck, you want us to do some videos for you? We can be bought. Give us... (laughs) free tour play for a few years and we'll gladly do some videos for you uh back to the league just in case i didn't explain it to people um, or people have not like listened to us for a long time the way our league works is is we're going to run this league until july and basically it's it's a set schedule by month meaning so everybody got a game that at the end of January that showed up live and in person. And then I asked everybody in our Facebook group, let me know how many games you want for February. Zero, one, or two. And based on how busy they are, they told me. Uh, I want Nobody said zero games. We had one guy that said one game because he said, it's just too cold and I don't want to get out of my house. <laughs> and I said, no problem. That's fair. <laughs> Uh, everybody else asked for two games. Um, and so I just scheduled people up. They had a set schedule for that month in here in a few days, uh, probably about February 20th. I'm going to ask everybody again. All right, we're looking at March. Tell me how many games you want. And when I have an odd number of people, I will ask the lowest person on the totem pole to play games. I'll say, would you like a third game? And they'll say yes or no. And like we, I had to utilize that already in the month of February. William Schaefer couldn't make it to the league meeting. He did. Um, so he didn't get that first game in in January. And he said, if, if you need anybody for odd man out on February, I'll play three games to get caught up. I said, okay. And um, you know, we have another gentleman who didn't pay until the first season was already matched up. So in March, he will, if there's odd man out, obviously he'll get the first bid of like, would you like an extra game to catch up? And I'm yeah. sure he'll say, sure. So that's how we do it. This works for us. You play the whole regular season basically for tournament seating into the final tournament. And it's just a bracket tournament like it would be in a, you know college basketball. And we go from there. We are going to do, which is different than what we've done previous seasons is we're going to do a redraft. We're going to try it for this season and next season. And what I'm doing is, is every game you play, you're going to get 10 K going into your secret coffer or whatever. So what I'm going to have to do at the end of the season is, is I'm going to look at Drew Bucciacone's team and go, Oh, he played 10 regular season games and two playoff games. And I'm going to have to go in before I uh, finalize the league. I'm going to have to empty his money. And then I guess add 120 because that's what he played. And then hit the redraft button or whatever. That way he 
he when he gets the team back, he will have one point one two million gold gold coins to buy his team back. Is way I figure it's going to work. Yeah. So this is not. We looked at it last year kind of loosely, and really, I would be able to buy everything back of my team that made it to the finals, and I don't think that's. To me, that's not how redraft is meant to be. You're supposed to kind of make some choices. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people might differ. I'm also not real big on like the rich get richer type um, tournament scenes, or you know, that's why that's why I don't want Blood Bowl to ever be a cash prize. I don't want first, second, third to be guaranteed to get like miniatures. Well, uh, I mean, a plastic trophy to me is perfectly fine. Have you seen what Three Day Block is doing? Well, their tournament's for $2. I mean, it's money, sir. They're running an event for $2. I think we should sponsor it and throw in a dollar. So it's $3. (laughs) I I don't know why it's not $3 tournament, because it is 3 die blocks tournament. But they're... The person who's putting it on is, I guess, wants just to do $2 or whatever. I really thought that was $200 American bills when I first read that. <laughs> and I was like, I would never play in that tournament. I would. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to. Yeah. I'll cheat too. Yes. Yeah, well, see, I'm not going to. Look, I'm, not, I'm Anyways, not legit going to cheat. However, I'm not going to remind someone to roll, roll their armor. armor. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff like that. <clears throat> Well, see, it changes people. That's, sure does. That's exactly what I mean. Um, so, yeah, we, we're going to try the redraft because I know there's some players who want to do that. And if I can stomach it, I'm going to try to redraft this Nurgle team. I, I don't know if I'm going to make it. I don't even know if I'm going to make it the whole season with this Nurgle team. Yes, you will. Oh, boy. I probably will, but I'm not going to enjoy it. So, so just to correct something uh, I said earlier... Their website does have a community button where it does have their Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So it does have the ability to go there. They do also have a lot of features. It's called features at the bottom of the page that walk you through how to do stuff. And it looks awesome. But again, it's a lot of stuff, but could it be better? Yeah, probably. Still a little bit confusing to us. And again... Maybe we didn't read it through, so that can be on us too. I say it's confusing to a lot of people, but yeah. you could also probably say a lot of people didn't read it through too. Oh, absolutely. Just, humans are just not probably naturally going to do that. Yeah, we're um, mostly lazy. Trust me. In the training class I'm at, I mean, it, it, it feels like at times it has just too many options inside there. <laughs> do you want this to be a yeah. beginner league, an amateur league, uh, near beginner league? Uh, experience league, a star player league, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But it is amazing. Um, like, as of right now, there's been 152 matches played today. That is really cool. I mean, what's cool is you can go in there, you can go see all our teams, you can see the standings, you can see matches, you mm-hmm. can see stats. It's really cool. Um, and so, this yeah. is honestly a place that I'll go to a lot of times to, like, if I'm building a, a roster, they've got the teams here. And I can just click on the teams and see what the stats are. Yeah. I mean, for tournaments that are ran in this thing, that is very helpful. Like, oh, I'm playing a similar uh, tournament rule set as this tournament. Let's go look at some teams and what maybe was successful, what worked, what didn't work. I think you should run Critable in it. 
Mm. Well, I don't know about that. You can try. Not that many people. I think you should run Spiky Cup on it. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, we could try. (laughs) There's this, and there's also um, uh, uh, Jan Verstaft, or Jan Verstift. I don't know. Uh, He's got a website that he's been working on to allow for people to do tournaments as well. So (laughs) I would like to do something that is taking the impetus off of the organizer to have to input stuff, but we shall see. Right. All right. So we went over the league. The league started, like I said, 20 people, which is four more than we had last year. Mm -hmm. Um, People do have the option to switch teams after a few games because they, they hate the team or they got people killed and therefore they could, you know, maybe restart their team, try something new, whatever. As long as they get through seven games in, they can make the playoffs. Um, Really quick, I'll go over my games and my experience playing Nurgle, if that's okay. No, it's uh, not. for January, I played okay. I played Gary Brown, so we got to play each other, you know, twice in the month of January. Um, he has the Southland Bloodblades, which is a Chaos Renegade team. This game was for sure probably going to be a one to one tie. Um, I. <laughs> I did some elf bullshit with Nurgle. And I mean, legit elf shit with Nurgle. I uh, dodged, I was dodging tackle zones left and right and not failing them. I picked up a ball with a, a Nurgle rotter, which is a four plus. Um, I went as far as I could move. Move. I did some go for it. So I handed off. Like, I did every, it looked like the Pox Hollow Blight Crusaders were at one time an elf community in that first game. (laughs) Um, I won two to one because of all the dodging and picking up balls with people that you shouldn't pick up the balls with and everything with with no rerolls and stuff. So uh, two to one, I got a victory. I was really happy with that, except my build was three bloaters a big guy, a beast of Nurgle, one Pestigore, and then just Rotters. And I got three rerolls because I thought, I don't have any skills. Getting skills is going to take forever. I'm going to need three rerolls more than I'm going to need other things right now. So instead of taking like another Pestigore or another uh, Bloater, I took the third reroll, which I'm really glad with that decision, except my plan was is to like just make it through as first couple games buy another bloater make it through another couple more games get another pestigore and then we should be good as long as we don't take injuries well the final play of the game the only block gary threw was kill the bloater on the final play of the game and it made me so damn mad because it just put me behind the eight ball you know like this is now three more games. I'm going to have to save up to get another bloater. Nah, they're cheap. That's going to be no problem at all. Yeah, they're only 115k. Um, luckily, I bought some dedicated fans. And game two, after game two, I played um, I played a dwarf team. So you can imagine a dwarf team. I'm playing dwarves. I only have two bloaters, uh, Beast and Nurgle. Some rotters, a couple journeyman rotters, and then just one pestigore. I managed to tie one to one. I was if 
God, if foul appearance would ever work, it'd be so amazing. It's um, amazing it doesn't work as much as it should because it's so in my better first than two block games, and dodge to keep you standing, supposedly. So so here here's what it did do. In one one turn against Gary, three blocks in a row, it worked. I'm going to block this guy, one. I'm going to block this guy, one. I'm going to block this guy, one. God. That's the only time it mattered the whole game. With the dwarves, I had the same thing happen, except I think it was two times it happened in that same turn. Um, but anyways, he scored on the turn eight of the, the final play of the game, and we tied against dwarves. But I got enough money to buy my bloater. So then I went into game three against wood elves. Um, I had three bloaters, uh, Beast of Nurgle, I had some rotters. I had one journeyman rotter and still just one pestigore. There is an awesome inducement called cavorting nurglings, I think it's what it's called. Yeah. And you get one to three of these or zero to three of these. For 30K, it's basically more Nurgle fans that show up and it goes onto your fan factor or dedicated fans or whatever for the game. So I had. 85k i think it was 85k maybe 75k in that first or that game against uh wood elves yesterday and instead i took two nurgling cavorting nurglings and i boosted my dedicated fans up to like nine and then he had like four so we had 11 there which we get half of so that was 55 i knew i was gonna at least no matter what get 55 in money so I was really happy about that little stupid inducement. I ended That's up nice. winning that game two two nothing. So I beat some wood elves. I had a, a spectacular first half. I used zero rerolls in the first half, and I've never seen a. You know how Blood Bowl we always say is like a game of two halves where it looks like one team has high momentum and then yeah. the next, <clears throat> or one person makes one block and gets like a skull, and then like the team shits the bed from that point on. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, yeah, it'll change. often happen. Yeah. So he chose to, with a ward answer because he's been play testing against Nurgle teams. And you know, that theory of having, if you have block and you're hitting somebody that doesn't have block, you know, you should push them or not fall down 80 something percent of the time or whatever it is. Right. There's some stat in there. Like, like a, a lineman, right. A Norse okay. lineman, it, Throwing a block on somebody uphill, right? Two dice, defender gets to pick. What's the percentage of that? I don't know. Uh, he did that with the war dancer, and he rolled a skull, and I, of course, picked the skull to casualty his war dancer and knock him out of the game, but he patched him up with the apothecary. But that tri- started the momentum of, like, turn six of the second or the first half to like my next three blocks were casualty, casualty, casualty. And then like the next one was like a, a, a knockout. I rolled a bunch of 10s and 11s for armor. It's just like that one play. He went from having full control to me having full control. Jeez. I scored in the first half. And then he was down to like six guys in the second half. And he he played well. He just didn't have the players, you know, so... I ended up winning two to nothing. So, but I got an, <laughs> I got another guy killed. Ah, oh, made me so mad. So, I can't ever get eleven guys on this team. I'm always going to have journeymen. So, 
but I am two and one, two wins, one tie with Nurgle, which is way better than I thought I would be at this point. I only have one skill on my team. I have my lone Pestigore has a block, and I'm just doing the best I can right now. Well, that's good. So, I mean, I see Drew's on top again. Well, he's Drew, right? Yeah. I mean, lots kind of happens. He doesn't, he doesn't want to hear this, but he's probably our best player in the league. He he just won, so he won our league last season. Yeah. He won the the Dallas League too. That he plays with like Mike Patterson, Jason Campbell, and those guys. Jeez. He won he won that league with Underworld. He yeah. beat a Snotling team that made it to the final. Snotling in the final, huh? Yeah, that's going to lead us into this next conversation. Yeah, that might. Want to just so, go ahead and do uh, that? Yeah, let's do that. Uh, we'll be back with Stumpies. What are they good for? All right, we're back, and we're going to talk about stunties, the state of the union of stunties, maybe, <laughs> I should say. State of the or, stunties. Or is there really stunty teams anymore? Is there a need for a stunty award in tournaments, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Here's how I feel, Steve. Yes, let's go. I've been talking to some other people, Tim Lyons, Drew Buccicone, uh, now I'm talking to you about it. I've talked to Gary about it. I love this Stunty Award because in an old era of Blood Bowl before 2020, we had to encourage people to bring goblins or halflings or ogres to tournaments because they just weren't very good at all. Yeah, otherwise and people just time, wouldn't do it. I mean, there's no reason. And you usually saw Stunty Cup winners have like, I had one win, one tie, two losses. I'm the best. I won Stunty Cup. Yeah. And we would hand the guy, he would finish, uh, you know, like, um, let's say, 11th out of, or, or lower, 13th out of 20 people. He was the best Stunty player there. There was three other Stunty teams besides him. Congratulations, you got your own award. And we loved that idea, mm-hmm. right? I mean, as a Stunty coach, if you said, I got a tie, it was basically like you got a win. Because you knew, like, if you could get that one upset win, that puts you in the running for Stunty Cup in that turn. Easily, yeah. Um, now with <laughs> how star players are now, they all have special powers. They might, Some of them might be under cost. Uh, tournament organizers are still doing, a lot of them are doing tiers where, oh, we feel really bad for Stunty. Maybe they should get some more skills. Mm-hmm. Even though, you know, Bl- Blood Bowl is a... Not a balanced game and never has been and never will be. It just looks at the money values and that to me that's how it should always be. You know, a one point zero dwarf build and a one point zero halfling build are the same. <laughs> not on you know not on paper or on paper they're the same value even though on the field they're not. We yeah. get that, but that's how the the game is designed and I think trying to give favor to stunty teams, et cetera, it's always been a bad idea. But even when we did that in the past, um, it wasn't like they came out of the blue and got into the top. True. Very, now let's very, talk about... very rarely would that happen. Like, you went to Chaos Cup with Snotling team and took two awesome star players. And what was mm-hmm. your record that year? Um, boy, 
I don't remember. Two wins, one tie, and three losses, and I made the Stunty Cup Finals. And who did you lose to? With what team? Uh, a halfling team that had the exact same record as I did. Mm-hmm. We tied the game, but he was higher ranked than me, which means one of his wins came off of some other, you but know. Did, did are, he we, have are we talking Stunty Cup last year or the no. Stunty Cup? Uh, the Snotling team. The Snotling. Like... Okay, yeah. Well, that's when I there was no Snotling team at the time. That right, exactly. Ogres. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yes, that was Ogres with nothing but Snotlings and two star players. Morg and Brick Farth and Grotty, which I but guess is technically three. Even with those good star players, you lost against a halfling team. Yes. Okay. I'm just putting that out there. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um <laughs> Oh, I tied the one in the Stunty Cup, technically. Well, yeah, and yes. I, and I beat Jeffro's uh, halfling team, I believe, as well. So, anyways, yes, I get what you're saying. Yes, I lost the Stunty Cup to a halfling team, for sure. Yes. Um, so, here's my thinking, and I'm going to say all my words, and then you can come in and say whatever. Okay. GW creates Snotlings, a Snotling team, which I don't know if it was needed, because you could do the same thing with Ogres. I've always said that. But they wanted to do these cheaty snotlings when they throw fungus and all that stuff. I, I don't mind the lore behind them. But they're considered stunty teams. They have a way to really, really, really manipulate um, inducements because of the low-cost lineman rule where they don't... All those players don't count towards your total when it comes to inducements. Mm-hmm. We've seen it time and time and time and time again, myself included take a couple of star players on that team with those two trolls don't utilize the pump wagons and stuff, which is really part of the theme. The snotlings are supposed to be crazy taking the, the stunt, wa- the, you know, the little wagons pump and wagons, stuff yeah. to pump wagons to foul and just do chaos. That's really the theme behind them. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and nobody's buying into the theme behind them because we're making it really cost efficient. We're not taking the little jumping guys. We're not taking the stilt guys because they cost too much and they don't have low cost linemen on their abilities. So now you're seeing snotling teams doing great at tournaments. You're seeing other stunty teams doing great at tournaments. Halflings. I played against halflings. He was at this chainsaw massacre. They were two and all going into that game. They lost and they still didn't win the stunty cup. Because there was another team there of, of stunties that did better than him, which is not used, not how it used to be. Now, yeah. I think with the new format, the way star players are playing, or the star players that are playing that are, like I said, everybody knows Griff's should cost more, or there should be some payment for... You pay for it in some way because GW really even agrees, and they changed the you know their match play guide says that certain players are better than stars. Mm-hmm. So, with that said, and look, some of my greatest moments in Blood Bowl have come from playing stunties and winning a stunty cup, Chaos Cup. Chaos Cup last year was one of my biggest highlights of Scott's. Prime's career playing Blood Bowl is winning that Stunty Cup against a wonderful coach who would beat me most of the time. And I just had him that one day I got lucky. It is amazing. And I love it. But at the same time, he 
he, he was like what four and four four wins he was undefeated or something at that point going something. into that last game yeah with stunties so like is there really a need for stunties anymore like a stunty cup because wouldn't you say they're on equal playing field you never look across the field and go oh hey steve i don't text you and go hey i'm playing a stunty team right i'll see you in the, i'll see you in the finals because now you're scared to death so let's look at a little bit of stats. Um, I got the tableau open for the Euro Open and Euro Bowl. But you get what I'm getting yeah, yeah. to here. I know. Right? Like, I, know. I, I like I'm it. Ba- let's go to the but stats. Okay. So looking at Euro Open and Euro Bowl, big tournaments recently ran. 2,544 games were played. The worst team overall based on average win is Snotling at eight at twenty five percent? They had eighteen really? games okay. played, only two wins, five okay. ties, eleven losses. Uh, Ogre was then thirty games, of which was four wins, nine ties, seventeen losses. Then Nurgle, Vampire, Black Orc, Chaos Chosen, Goblin comes in at forty one point seven. Uh, 24 games, 9 wins, 2 ties, 13 losses. And then all the way up to 5th place with 52.8% win average. 36 games, 15 wins, 8 draws, 13 losses is Halfling. Well, that's the Griff Factor right there. I guarantee you it is not just a straight Halfling team. Right. Now, I still think we should award people for playing stunties, but actually playing inside of the fluff of the team and not just min-maxing them. A halfling team is a halfling team, not Griff and a whole bunch of fanboys. Yeah, but you would... I mean, we could argue, like, a halfling team with Deep Root is still fluffy. Right. But Griff is not, you know what I mean? Or or Zug is not. And that's where the problems come, right? Like you right. said, a Snotling team, you take a couple of stars and a couple of trolls and, you know, some small, you know, you try to min-max it, you can probably do well. But again, they're not, they didn't do well at that tournament. I don't know what race, you know, what all they took and everything, but. I realize like a lot of this too is, Maybe good coaches are just starting to play the stunties over the last like four or five years mm-hmm. because they're just good coaches. They're going to be good with anything. But like Drew said, that that Snotling team in his league pretty much did really well the whole season. It wasn't a fluke that they got in the finals. And Drew said himself, I got lucky to win that game. Um, he he did as best he could. He went to overtime. They found out the overtime rules was just the first one to score wins, and he got the kickoff. So, like, he said the fungus flingers were doing all sorts of stuff. He said that guy knows how to play them. He goes, hell, I might even play him next season in our league up here in Oklahoma City. And I was like, Drew, I do not want you to play with Stotlings <laughs> <laughs> in our league for the same reasons that you're a good player already and all this. It's just – you're, uh, you see it all the time. It's not flukes. It's 
consistency, at least around here, and maybe it's just in America where snotling teams are doing really good, or you know, ogres and halflings are doing good at events. We had Spiky Cup. We had a goblin. Didn't we have a goblin team win it? Yeah, years but ago? I mean, Spiky's weird. I'm not gonna. Spiky is weird, you but it ha- is you also were top table the first time with ogres. That's true. So, like, whole different. I, mean, I did get. I I got third. I I know you're right. It's just, man. I don't. Maybe maybe just people are giving them chances and playing. But if that's the case, if it's starting to get on a level field, do we really need a stunty award anymore? And again, I think we do. Only in the fact of, I I don't think a snotling team's that good. I've played against them. They seem to do well the first half and then attrition gets them and they die now throw a star on there might be different but you know or they might be able to be worked in well for a particular tournament but overall i'm fine with that it's the halfling teams taking the giant stars and stuff like that which just is skewing the numbers to me now we could easily say, you know, a uh, stunt because you know we've you're able to change what makes a stunty team. Because used to be you could take a lizard man team with no Saurus and a star, right. and that's a stunty team. I think Chaos Cup limited stunty teams to only one star player, or something. Can't remember what it was, but you can change around, limit, and change. You know, do what you want, but. I'm all for that rather than getting rid of Stunty. I'm not saying it's a must, let's get rid of it. Of course not. Yeah. I, I do think it's an incentive in some ways because here there was no Stunty Cup award at all in Kansas City. And from what I remember of the teams, there's not one Stunty team yeah. that showed up. That's what's going to happen. So that's like the only thing I can reference back going like, if you don't have the award, people just aren't going to bother playing it. No. But man, stunties are showing up in the top five at tournaments all the time now. You know, it's just, I don't, maybe, maybe it's just us. Maybe I'm, there's nothing to worry about here. But if it's, it's just, just a regular, like, I was like, if it's just a regular tournament, regular rules, I don't think you're going to see a regular stunty in the top unless they're crutching a star. Yeah. I mean, maybe this is more of a star player problem than those teams, but it just, I I don't know if I like this low-cost lineman rule. Yeah. I just don't know if it's something I like. Maybe, maybe that's it for, like, league play. I don't know if I really like that because, God, it's such a huge advantage on teams that, I don't know. So it's always been an issue, right? Like, like you you took two of the best stars to Chaos Cup with Snotlings. You sacrificed the rest of the team to have those two star players. Mm-hmm. But you had to do that. And now it's not that case. So... Well, at tournaments it doesn't really matter, low-cost linemen, but for leagues... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can... That. And the fact that, like in the rule, like in the old rules, it used to say for leagues, like star players aren't going to play in playoff games. They mm-hmm. just don't do that. And now that they do, yeah, I hate that I rule. 
Yeah. I mean, that's why uh, we instituted it because, you know, we, I, that's not part of the team. He's a star player. He's not right. part of the team. It's just how it is. I don't know. I go back and forth on this. One one day I'll wake up and I'm like, I really hate that there's still stunty cups because these teams are all doing really good and winning leagues or getting second place in leagues. And then the next day I wake up going like, oh, it's fine. It doesn't really matter. And I go back and forth and then I even argue with myself. Like, you're trying to erase good memories that you have because of stunty. You know? Yeah. But then, I, like I said, I always fall back. Every time I like argue one way for it and think about it, I go back to that Kansas City tournament, you know, big GW tournament, and there's no no stunty award. There's no stunty team at all. Yeah. And it, that's the thing, too, is like if Blood Bowlers won a trophy, there's multiple ways to get trophies. That tournament only had four, and stunty wasn't one. Um, did they have a most casualty? Yeah, for yeah. for that one, it was first, second, most casualties. Most and touchdowns. I think it was most touchdowns, yeah. Yeah, so you can build for those. So, like, if you wanted most touchdowns, you do, you know, most casualties, like, you can make a team to go for most casualties. People do that. Um, But, yeah, if, if they had a stunty award, most likely you're going to get some stunty people because at least, even if you're the only one who shows up, you at least get that. I guess that's true. I would take it. I mean, I'm no, not against I, taking a, a gimme award. Well, you know that, sir. I will we gladly take it. <laughs> I mean, I it's don't know. It was just like, a, a conversation that since you've moved away, I haven't had to, like, I don't get to see you on a semi-daily basis yeah. and have these conversations with you. So I really wanted to touch base on this because, like I said, me and Tim Lyons has been talking about it. Me and Drew's been talking about it. We we all are in agreement that we don't know what the right answer is. Now, I will say and part it, of... It really could come down to stars. Yeah. I think part of our issue, one of the reasons we don't talk about strategy and the meta a lot, we have such a small data set when it comes to results. You know, we don't play Fumble. We don't play online. We don't have a tournament every weekend that we can go to. We don't have three leagues that we're playing in all the time. We're not paying attention to other leagues. You know, we're not even capable of looking at the data that would surely give us a better insight to this than other people. There's people listening to this right now going, wow, obviously you guys are idiots because of blah, blah, blah. And you're right, 100%. Um, That's why we don't get into it too much because we just don't have that experience, you know. Core well, has played even... more Amazon games on Fumble than we ever will real games of Blood Bowl combined with every player in our league that has ever played in our league for eternity. <laughs> I'm not even joking. Dude had 4,000 games of Amazon just by Amazon, if I remember correctly. Like, what are we at? Maybe 500 games of Blood Bowl each? Well, let me see if I can find some of Core's stats. I don't know, because... I mean, Oh, here's High Elves. His record is 817 wins, 291 draws, 427 losses. 
Yeah. I'm almost a hundred percent sure I could bet my life saying Core has played more games with this high elf team than me and Steve combined, and I've been playing Blood Bowl for 20, thirty years. <laughs> yeah, easily. <laughs> no, I. I feel like my sample size is very small too on a lot of stuff. And I feel like I live in a small pond and I don't think I'm a small fish in a small pond. I feel like I'm a medium fish in a small pond. Um, so I feel like that's my experience and how I look at myself playing blood bowl. I don't think I'm the worst player in the game. I don't think I'm the best player in the game. So and I don't think I, I have hard advice on anything. And right. I feel like I've luck sacked myself through to win some tournaments. I still don't give myself credit as like doing a good job to win something. I feel like every time I can justify how I got lucky. So and, in um, 10 years of playing tournaments, I have played 187 tournament games. Well, core has more draws with this. Uh, <laughs> I have team on fumble than you do <laughs> in uh, your whole, your whole NAF career. Right. Yeah. So the, and then you add in the 10 home season leagues, which is 10 games conservatively with preseason, postseason. Yeah, let, let's say 8 to 12 games. We can so say, say 100 12, games right? there. So now let's just say 300 to round it up with the oddball stuff. And mm-hmm. then 8 Fine. leagues. Yeah, see, we had 10 seasons of the other home league that we had. I've got to be under 500 games total. Well... You beat Coors ties and losses then for these high elves. You still haven't beat his wins. <laughs> I could probably look at Fumble and see how many games I've played there. He has nearly 4,000 matches played. He is uh, 87 matches away from playing 4,000. Jeez. And I guarantee you he's uh, on the short end of some of this stuff. Oh, yeah. So let's... <laughs> Let's look at this. I know no one gives a crap about this, but who cares? All this just to talk about Stunty, huh? This is our... So, uh, 6, 12... What are you looking at now? I'm looking to fumble. Just to see oh. how many games I've played there. I've played 154 matches on there. Really? Yeah. So that's, yeah. I mean, it's easy enough to do. I have 271, but I know like 40 of those is playing as a snotling team to help build up other people's teams. To, right. For like that NF, NBF league that we were playing in and stuff. So, mm-hmm. so yeah. yeah, I mean, if I'm over 500, it's not by much. Okay. So you, going back to our topic though. <laughs> yeah. To you really track. just think. It's just... I think the issue is stars. Okay. That's just it. I mean, I'm not going to disagree with you because back in the day, even though like you you personally didn't ever like this star player, I loved um, the female tree, Willow Rosebark, mm-hmm. for halflings. And so like the go-to was trying to get her on a team with either Zara the Slayer at the time or Deep Root and have four, technically four trees because she was a, a dryad or whatever. And, you know, that's what I played. <laughs> Griff is by far way better <laughs> than the the two I just mentioned. Mm-hmm. You know, so, I, yeah, I mean, the stars really just might be the deal. And with your stat from, was it Eurobowl? Yeah. The only reason Halflings is up there is because of Griff, 
maybe a Zug. You know, yeah, for sure. Zug and Deeproot kind of fall in the same category to me. Like they are very powerful, but nothing, nobody is as powerful as, as Griff. No. I mean, the guy has the movement, he has the built in rerolls, he has everything. So. So, yeah, I think I would love other people's input, put it that way, because they'll have better takes on it than us, probably. I think we, this, I think the Stunty Cup is still needed, but if we modified it to where to be eligible, you could not take multiple stars. I'm fine with that. Or you can't take stars above a certain amount or stars that are available to teams other than yours or blah, 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 blah. Because like you said, yeah, Deep, want... Deep Root is specifically a halfling guy. So maybe mm-hmm. you have to only take a star that is only available for your team. There's plenty of them out there, and they are specifically designed for that team. Uh, halflings also, to me, just got better with uh, Mindy Pie Whistle. Yeah. Now they can throw bombs. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess we should talk about that really quick, since we're already talking about stunties. Did you see the new models for... Cindy yeah. Pie Whistle, or is it Mindy Pie Whistle and uh, Puggy? Yeah, they look fine. I'm glad that we're getting Puggy back. I think uh, halflings have enough things; they don't need a bomber. Yeah, that's just me personally. Sure. Um, but I do like the models, except that Pie Whistle is only on one foot. I don't know why we just can't put her on two feet. I guess we'll have to modify it. But people like I, dynamic I like, poses. I, I, I like the I like the puggy model. Do do people like the one foot poses? Besides I, I you, would say they don't. Besides you, yes, huh? yes. No, there's there's a lot of people who complain about them being on one foot. So, that's the squeaky so, wheel syndrome. Like you only see the negative stuff because that's the only stuff that gets put out there. You don't see the positive stuff because no one's going to be like, yeah, this is awesome. I love people on one foot. Okay, if you're out there and you're listening <laughs> and you love your models with, uh, you know, one foot in the air or we don't on need... their tippy toes jumping no. or whatever, just message us and let us know. I love the dynamic poses. I like them. So there's that. We're okay. one to one. Of course you like them. You don't own any of them that are barely standing. Hell no. That gets broke off your base all the time. I'm also not paying 50 bucks for one figure from Forge World. Yeah. There's a lot of truth into that. (laughs) That's for sure. And I'm thankful they sent me the stars for the Norse team. Otherwise, there was no way in hell. Yeah, you would have got them eventually. Yeah, eventually, yeah. All right, well, I'm not going to say anything yeah. else, positive or negative. Okay. Honestly, Steve, we shouldn't be sending anything negative about GW models being up on one foot because, you know, we are a sponsored GW podcast. That no. We're, ye- we're yes men. We are not sponsored in the slightest. <laughs> I know, it uh, still cracks me up. It still cracks me up that that was said. So it's like, yep. clearly you don't listen to the podcast. All right, let's wrap this up. Let's come back out with some... Do you want to come to the best Blood Bowl experience money can buy? Do you want to raise money for charity? Well, once again, Squad Chaos are running Throbball, and we're hoping to see as many of you there as possible on the weekend of the 5th and 6th of August 2023. 
The event is run out of Swindon in the UK, and if you don't know, that's really easy to get to from anywhere in the country, being less than two hours' drive from London, Cardiff, Southampton and Birmingham. Every year, money raised by Threadball is donated to charity, and in 2022, we managed to give away over £12,000. This year, we'll be giving money once again to the Roy Castle Lung Cancer Foundation, as well as Mind, the mental health charity. Now sadly, Threadball has been feeling the pinch due to the cost of living crisis, and for the first time in five years we've had to increase the cost of the ticket, which will now be £65 for a playing ticket and £35 for a food-only ticket. We've taken this incredibly difficult decision to ensure that we raise as much as possible for charity while not compromising on the quality of the weekend, and we're proud of what we're able to include. For that price, you'll get six games of Blood Bowl, three meals on the Saturday and two on the Sunday, free on-site camping Friday through to Monday, a player pack, including a free gift, access to a bonus bag of swag, access to a sevens tournament on the Friday night, there'll be Blood Bowl vendors in the hall, there'll be a halfling bake sale, there'll be a most throttle-like competition, a huge raffle, and last year a single prize included over £250 worth of goodies donated by Games Workshop themselves. And finally, there'll be the world-famous Thrud Auction, with painted teams, limited edition miniatures, unique items, and so many dice. To grab your space, head on over to www.thrudball.com. Tickets go on sale on the 1st of March at 9am. We've got plenty of space, but spaces do go fast. And in the last two years, we've sold out within 48 hours, so be quick. Now, if you're an international coach, we're pleased to hear that 10 tickets will be released 48 hours early just for you. However, any of these that have not been purchased will then be put on general release, so you'll have to act fast. Finally, this year for the first time, your place will only be reserved on full payment. If you have not paid, your place will not be safe, so remember to pay as soon as possible, as tickets will be allocated on a first-come, first-served basis. To stay up to date with the latest news and ticket releases, follow us on social media or sign up to the newsletter at www.thrubball.com. And if you have any questions, please email admin at thrubball.com. It's the end of the show, and everyone knows what that means. That means... I don't know why I'm saying that means, but I am saying it, so... That means... Shout out! There we go. So, first off... um. Personally, I'd like to give a shout out to everyone who reached out in my situation and gave either assistance or words of encouragement or told me where tournaments were, anything like that. Yeah, it really means a lot. I do appreciate it. Hell, I even had someone reach out with a job offer. So I was like, sweet. Wow. Um, Did you send them feet pics? And I will, like, you know. if anyone wants feet pics, I will join feet finder i don't have any problem with that feet finder is that a thing are you seriously dude i didn't know there was a feet finder this i is... thought all these feet people will go to like go to only fans this is like uh, the episode of family guy with quagmire where he finds out about internet porn you don't know about feet finder no, I don't. I am a, a weird perv in my own way, but I've okay. never heard of Feet Finder until just now. I'm I'm this many years old. Okay, it is a website specifically for people with foot fetishes, and women can make a lot of money on there just by posting feet pics. Men, too. 
because men will either do it as a man or imitate women. No, that's fine. I don't care if people have a foot fetish. No, I don't. I don't understand it. And if somebody legit has a foot fetish, I will not make fun of you. No, I would love to hear why you love it, which I know is just. I don't know if I want to get into that, but I'm sure it's just the tabooness of it. Okay, that's good enough. It's enough feet talk. Um, All right. Unless, I mean, that's how you got, you had a client offer you a job. I mean, again, I would take it. Um, But yeah, so I do appreciate that. Um, Things are looking up and possibly even way up. We shall see. Hopefully more info later. Um, I did add a new, I don't know if this is really a shout out, but whatever. I added a new feature to the website. So you can go to bothdown.com and look at both down listeners and you can put a pin where you've listened to us at. And right now we have six out of the seven continents covered. We need someone from Africa to step up and I know you're out there. Well, yeah, we had African people before. Yeah. Listen to us. So, so come any- on Africa, anybody in Africa, even if you traveled to Africa and listened to us there, Drop a pin. Let us know where you've listened to us at. It would just be cool to see. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. Uh, did you have any shout-outs? Uh, no, not really. Uh, uh, Shout-out to on... Jason Campbell okay. for running a wonderful tournament uh, in Texas. Everything went really smooth. We had no no issues that I know of, at least. Or maybe he did, but I didn't. So that, that went well. Um, Shout-out to the people who've already like signed up for Critter Bowl. Your support is appreciated and everything. So um, I really don't have a specific shout out. I mean, the league guys, you know, I was really nervous about the league, the meeting, people showing up, me having to be mean to people by saying yeah. you can't get league games until you pay your dues. I only had to do that to one person and he was very understanding as well. Um, so everybody did their part and made it go smooth. So I appreciate all of them as well. Awesome. Did you not appear on a video segment for someone recently was Um, that longer ago back than i remember golly that wasn't recent was it i thought i did i i guess we haven't like pimped it out here though have we no i was gonna give him a shout out so i figured you might as well yeah i'm gonna find it right now to tell you like what the date of it is okay so if you don't know um speaking of cancer and stuff uh brian mitchell of Slurpcast back in the day, extreme. Uh, he had his own run-in with the unfortunate thing. You know, they did the whole fuck cancer token and stuff. Um, he is selling some of his items to make up some medical bills, and um, just wanted to give him a yeah. shout out. He's been having a, a lot of fun doing Real American Brian, which is a GI Joe uh, YouTube channel where he's been reviewing comics and um, getting them graded and reading them and toys and all this. And if you like him and you like G.I. Joe, it's been a lot of fun. So I really want to just give him a shout out. And if you see him selling something on uh, Facebook or anything, you know, make sure to hit him up. Yeah, so we did episode... He didn't really like label them. He just gives them a title. Right. Um, we did the GI Joe celebrating 300 issues, a fan discussion. It was about two months ago that it happened. And me and uh, Mr. Mitchell talked about GI Joe 300 
and just kind of our love for G.I. Joe, how we started, I think, like reading comics and stuff like that. So it's the channel's called Real American Brian on YouTube. That's the best way to search for it. And then if you go into like the go to the videos list and you scroll down, you'll see my little fat face there. But we are talking about G.I. Joe celebrating 300 issues, a fan discussion. Yeah. So uh, I love this comment by Joe Blow. Scott is pretty good, but still not as good as Johnny. We want more Johnny. <laughs> so screw you, Joe Blow. <laughs> you know, um, we had another Blood Bowl player do a YouTube channel recently, too. Not well, He's been doing it for a while, but Mike Carpenter has Mike Loves Guitars. Yeah. And a former Blood Bowl player. Yeah. I don't know if we're ever going to get Mike Carpenter back, but yes, he does love music and guitars and Legos with him and his son. Mm-hmm. So I and don't know what, what's the, is, what's the channel called? Mike loves guitars. I believe so. Yeah. Uh, let me go back and look real quick. I'm yeah. Right it's now Mike myself. loves guitars. Okay. There you go. You can go and, and you know, obviously I don't know Jack all about guitars, but I like Mike. So it's nice seeing him, even if he's not in part of the community anymore. Steve wants to be like Mike. Oh yeah, he has lots of videos on here. So mm-hmm. even the recent 2023 ones. So yeah, go go in there and support a for, former Texan who played Blood Bowl. Yeah. And um, threw a long bomb when he shouldn't have with some orcs <laughs> against me to beat me and made me mad. Uh, we also had Kevin, aka Sable Sultan, reach out and he was wanting the death roller rules from back spiky cup three i think is when we did the death rollers yeah that was a fun little thing yeah uh he meant he remembered that we did that one time and he's wanting to play around with it so i sent him the rules and he's going to update them and do that for a tournament so i thought that was really neat hmm. that's cool it's, it's so it at times blows me away that people look back that far and then like ask us things well i mean it's gonna sit out there forever i know that i just in my brain there's about <laughs> 10 people that listen and and we're fine with that because we're happy you pay attention to yeah us. it is funny in um <laughs> in my training class that we had to listen to a quote-unquote podcast which wasn't really a podcast anyways it was like a three-minute segment of a video just had no video um and the the trainer was like does anyone here know what a podcast is and people were trying to like oh I, I, i've kind of heard of them i don't listen i i listen to some and i'm just sitting over here with my fancy microphone and headphones and everything i'm like keeping quiet like yeah sure i don't know maybe yeah it's best to keep that be mm-hmm. <laughs> i don't need that out Although I think Dad might be listening. So, Dad, if this is your first podcast listening, congratulations on finding it and downloading it. Why, your father found this? I don't know. He reached out about it and mentioned, like, what was the name of it? I told him. He goes, oh, okay, well, I'll see about finding it. I'm like, what power to you? Awesome. Hmm, interesting. Yeah. He's going to go, I listened for 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Didn't understand shit. Yeah, Good job. Love, Dad. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I don't expect anybody I know besides Blood Bowl players, to listen to this, because why would you, you know? Yeah, I, I agreed 100%. And so. even some Blood Bowl players probably don't listen to this, because, you know, again, why would you? 
That's oh, the one I'm thing I don't want. I, I know they're out there. You know, I've been, know. Um, I've been I donating. Some people just hate us. Yeah. I've been donating plasma recently, so I've been using that time to listen to podcasts again. And I just kind of miss having time to listen to podcasts. I could make time, but eh. I 100% miss the times that I don't miss the old job, but I miss the opportunity to listen to a couple of podcasts a day that I enjoyed. Yeah. Because it allowed me to kind of listen to everything. You felt more connected to listen to things and I felt more connected to things. Yeah. Yeah. But there was a time I listened to everything that was blood bowl related. And now I can barely keep up with ours, let alone other people's. I mean, my life is busier now. Yeah, of course. Um, But still it's just like, yeah, I used to have the time, the forced time to listen to podcasts. And now I don't. Yeah. There's been new ones that have come out and you know, I've, meant to give them shout outs but i always forget i mean they're welcome to message us and get a shout out and next yeah, time if you i need see shout them, outs for tournaments maybe a podcast a project a, a kickstarter just email us yeah. because we are probably not as much on the pulse as we think oh and anytime I, someone messages us or messages you know me or something like i want a shout out i'm like email because that's the only way i'm going to remember hundred percent. And again, the email is both down podcast at gmail.com. All right. Last question. And we'll wrap this up. Steve. Okay. Who's winning the Super Bowl today? Um, Chiefs. Going Chiefs. huh? Okay. Just for fun. I'm going to take the Eagles then. Cause I'm, I'm really, to- I'm re- super torn on this. You know, like I hate Travis Kelsey so much that if, I don't really care who wins as long as Travis Kelsey is not a hero in any way. If he could like tear his ACL Jeez. and not play like um, first, oh, I hate that man so much. I don't know who I hate worse, him or um, Josh Allen for the Buffalo Bills. So, well, and me, granted, if both of them were on my team, I would love them. So I'm not going to be <laughs> that guy that acts like I wouldn't want them on my team. No, sure you like would... Brady. So, I mean, come on. <laughs> Exactly. But now I know why everybody hate, you know, I get it. Every, I, I know why people hated Brady. Did these guys, it, so. I'm, I'm out of the loop. Did these guys cheat? Brady never cheated. Sure. Okay. I believe that almost everybody at that level has taken advantages where they could. Ah, uh, the convenient, everyone else is doing it. No, I'm just saying that's. The lay of the land. But everyone else is doing it. I think you're crazy if you don't believe that. Yeah. That's like saying, like, this college football team doesn't play their players, <laughs> but this one does. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I, I agree, but. So. That's fair. I, I'm glad a deflated ball made up 40 points or whatever in that game. Sure does. <laughs> right. You know how that works. <laughs> right. All right, man. Yeah, I think that's I all we got. I don't have anything else to say, man, except um, good luck with everything and yeah. keep bringing it home. I'm still convinced you're never going to move back, but uh, we're going to see if that changes in time. I, I don't know. I mean, I would like to, but yeah. All okay. right. Well, we shall see. You do, what's, you do what's good for Steve. Yep. And uh, you're you're missed down here. You're missed in the league and stuff. So uh, it sucks having to watch it vicariously and be like, oh, I could be playing in a league. 
I know. I, 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 for real, think I felt your vibes on when we were at that tournament in Texas. Like, Steve wishes he was here. Oh, just talking so. to people, and I'm like, I haven't been to a tournament in so freaking long. And it's, I mean, there's stuff around here soon. It'll be nice, but you know, I know. dude, Having a my first paycheck, my first freaking paycheck is this Thursday. And let me tell you, I haven't had a paycheck since December. So that's all I'm looking forward to at this point. <laughs> I got you. Well, don't go crazy. I can't <laughs> keep, keep working hard. I know. Yeah. Just hang, hang in there, my man. I plan to. All right. Well, we're going to see everybody. Hopefully at Critter Bowl. Next time we talk next month, we'll talk more about Critter Bowl and whatever else uh, trips yeah. or triggers. So sounds good. Anyways, see you guys then. We'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. You can follow both down on Twitter at both down. You can follow Scott at real Scott prime. And Steve at Kilowog2814. If you'd like to email them, the email address is bothdownpodcasts at gmail.com. Or for more information, you can visit them at bothdown.com or at facebook.com forward slash bothdown.